Hello, my name is David. This is the Hypothetic RL, a podcast about the what ifs of rugby league history. So today's topic is going to be hopefully a little bit less analytical, a little bit less uh, of the spreadsheet kind, uh, a little bit more of an opinion. And I mean, I would like to have had someone to, to chat about this, but uh, it seems that I'm I'm going to be doing this one by myself. But look, it, it hopefully you agree with my opinion. If you don't. Uh, obviously, you know, let me know uh, at HypotheticRL on Twitter or HypotheticRL at gmail.com. Um, it's great when I get interactions, so if anyone is interested in, tell, in, you know, putting their opinion out there, definitely do that. Uh, so the topic for today, just to give us a little bit of an overview of what we're going to talk about, is all about 1995 uh, and the introduction of the four new teams the Western Reds, the South Queensland Crushers, the North Queensland Cowboys, and the Auckland Warriors. Uh, sorry, Auckland Warriors, I should say that a bit, not, a bit better. Uh, and and basically what happened around that, and if we change that slightly. Uh, it feels like I'm going to probably focus a little bit more on this time period, this 90s time period uh, for this season. Uh, I think that's because basically we had the 25th anniversary of the NRL formation uh, last it's this year, I think it is. Uh, last year was the 25th anniversary of the the agreement to form it, basically in '97, uh, and this is the 25th anniversary of the 1998 season, which is the first one. And I've just it, because I was doing a lot of work on that sort of stuff, it's it's all in my mind, and so a lot of the topics that I've done are going to be in that kind of time period. I'm happy to stray somewhere else. You know, there's a, there's a big long rugby league history out there, obviously, uh, but I think that my mind's there and i think that quite a lot of your minds are probably there at the moment too just thinking about you know what happened and what could have happened um one of my most successful little mini series i did 23 years ago when did i start i can't think it was three years ago uh was the irrational merger series and it was great i had a lot of guys on here we talked about it we uh, in case you didn't listen to it uh, probably go back it's like i said it's about three years ago um some great conversations we basically got a fan from each one of the 12 designated Sydney teams, uh, including Awara, and we basically said, look, you can't merge with the team you merged with if you merged, or if you didn't, you know, you have to. Uh, and we, we chose a new partner for everyone. We got some predictable results in, in some episodes, and we got some zany results in others, and it was lots of fun discussing. Um, and I'm actually thinking that I might do something similar this year as well, uh, rather than just, you know, make up the mergers, what I'm thinking of doing is maybe getting together fans from teams that were were touted to merge but never happened, and just discussing what might have happened if that if the merger went ahead. Um, so if you are a fan of any of these, any of the twelve Sydney teams, so we're talking Manly, Norths, uh, Eastern Suburbs, or the Sydney Roosters, Sydney City Roosters, they would have been at the time, Souths, Cronulla. Um, I mean, I'm Parramatta, but we can get a Parramatta person on as well. Uh, Balmain, Wests, Penrith, Canterbury, St. George, Illawarra, I think I'm missing someone, Cronulla. Apologies I'm missing someone, but you know who you are. Um, Yeah, I'm definitely missing someone. Anyway, that's fine. I should have actually made a list and said them in the list. But if you're a fan of one of those and you do want to be involved, um, hit me up on the same same thing at HypotheticRL on Twitter. Uh, or hypothetical at gmail.com. 
let me know. Um, we'll see if we can get enough interest. Uh, it's it's not going to take very long. It's probably like a 15-minute chat, maybe a 20-minute chat. We're just going to put the parties together. So there's quite a lot of mergers that were touted out there, and I think we'll just do an episode for each. Just talk to talk to everyone and work it out. All right, let's get back to our topic. So our topic is 1995, and like I said, we had four teams that were were brought in in 1995. The decision on those four teams was made in 1992. So in November of 1992, they made a decision they were going to expand with four teams, um, and basically the new teams would be Auckland, Brisbane, Perth, and Townsville. So what we're going to put out there is obviously in 1992 there had been I mean Brisbane had won the comp as well so uh, there was there was feeling like expansion was a good thing you know like it Newcastle had had done well um, maybe not so much Gold Coast it was a bit of a rocky start for them and they never really found their feet but um, the Gold Coast Tweed Giants you know becoming the Gold Coast Seagulls didn't really work out how they thought it might or how they hoped it might but i mean two out of three ain't bad as as one you know rather large sorry one rather large uh fellow once saying um but yeah look it's it was pretty good to to bring in three teams have go from 13 to 16 and and you know i think the everything seemed to be going on the way up and in 92 it was a very interesting but we're going to have a think about what if they had... Because at that time, they were talking about maybe increasing by two rather than four. So what if they'd gone increased by just two? Um, and have a little bit of discussion about which two. I, I have a feeling about which two I think would have been most likely um, or would have been maybe in, most interesting for this. We're going to talk about those two and then we're going to talk about the two that didn't exist and then we're going to talk about the impact that having those those two would happen so it's going to get really messy because we've got super league happens at nine in 95 as well uh we're going to discuss a little bit of that as as well so this is going to be a lot of opinion base um and maybe i might give a couple of different ways it could have gone but yeah we're gonna we're gonna go through it that way so i think the best thing to do is to go back and give a little bit of a history i'm not going to go right back to 1908 but a bit of a history of expansion and and what kind of happened um and where we were at in 1992 when the decision was made and yeah we'll go from there so i've decided that i'm not going to play the reversing little thing i used to do years ago um i'm just you guys know what rewind is you don't need a sound effect for it uh so basically if we go back i'm not going to go right back to 1908 we're just going to have a, a quick sort of go through the um the new south wales rugby league or the sydney competition as it was you know back back in the day you know started off with eight teams they expanded in their very first season to nine um after one round so you know expansion was always on the cards um there was some good expansions and bad expansions, you know, like you'd have to say Annandale, maybe not the best, same with Sydney Uni, um, but expansions like St George and Canterbury early on, and then once we sort of got to, um, you know, 1947, we added Parramatta and we added Manly, uh, or they added Parramatta and they added Manly, it was, it was clear that they wanted to push the limits of, of where they were, you know, um, 
St. George was a expansion to the southern areas, uh, down past where South Sydney was. Uh, Canterbury was expansion west past, basically past Western Suburbs, down towards that kind of Canterbury region, uh, whereas west was kind of more located, uh, Lincoln Ashfield, that kind of area, that was their kind of base. Um, and and we did have some retraction, like we talked about, you know, Annandale and Glebe and, um, you know, the... the uh, the club of the podcast, may I say, Glebe, that we do like to talk about a little bit. Uh, Sydney University, like a lot of cl- quite a lot of clubs went. I mean, we can talk about Cumberland if you like, but you know, there's there's a lot of clubs kind of went away, and those ones were, for the most part, kind of pigeonholed into an area. So it looked like the rugby league wanted to expand themselves out, uh, and then the next expansion after the Parramatta Manly one was. Further again, we went down to Cronulla, they went out to Penrith, um, and then the next expansion after that, they went to Illawarra and they went to Canberra. So there's expansion way out of their region. Obviously, Canberra was the first expansion out of Sydney, if you don't count um, Illawarra's out of Sydney, but both of them at the same time. So that's the first time they moved out of there. Um, They encouraged, or they were, maybe not encouraged, but they were... Happy for someone to move to Campbelltown, you know, to sort of finish that. So maybe maybe Newtown, they would, there's talks that Eastern Suburbs might move out there as well. Um, so there was a definite feeling of we want to expand our boundaries. Uh, and then in 1988, there was a big expansion. They went from being a effectively a New South Wales plus, you know, ACT uh, competition to being a multi-state competition. So they expanded with two clubs into Queensland. Uh, and went north to Newcastle as well, which was probably long overdue in 1988. Um, and yeah, so they they really were thinking expansion and you know a national competition, and that's why kind of the decision was made because the decision was made that you know there needed to be more clubs all around Australia, but the but they sort of in 1992 I think they were. A little bit scared to to take on the AFL, um, so they didn't sort of expand into Melbourne or, you know, maybe not not really into Adelaide. Who I don't know about AFL history, but I think Adelaide was added to the the VFL in like the eighties, sometime mid eighties, um, and were doing really well. And it's obviously a, a you know a heartland area for them, so they didn't kind of make those expansions at that point, and they were thinking for nineteen ninety five. So they're like, well, they're only getting stronger. Um, and I mean, they did take on the AFL in, in, in Western Australia and obviously it didn't, didn't go as well as they hoped. Uh, but you know, they, they kind of looked for Western Australia. They looked for North Queensland because, you know, there's only the two clubs in Queensland, they're both in the Southern area. Um, they looked internationally, you know, New Zealand, a, a rugby league nation, you know, rugby union and rugby league, but definitely played rugby league, uh, in 1992 were, were fairly strong as well. Um, and they looked to sort of maybe capitalise on what had happened with the Broncos by putting in another Brisbane team. Um, you know, like there's a team in, in the Gold Coast that weren't doing that great, but, you know, maybe thought that having two teams in Brisbane might be, you know, you get a local rivalry that would be good, and, you know, that's that's kind of the decision. I, d- I don't know the exact reasons why they did it, but that's what it feels like could have been the reasons. <clears throat> so... That kind of gets us up to 1992 in November and that decision. And 
like I said, I don't know exactly why, but I know there was talks that it could be 18 or it could be 20, um, and it eventually became 20, and it became those four places. So what we're going to say is that instead of going to 20, the NRL is a little bit less... Uh, I don't know what the word is, but like, yeah, there's a word for it, but uh, you know what I mean? Uh, a little bit less forthright, a little bit less uh, ambitious is the word I was looking for. And they decide that they're only going for 18 and they don't, they drop off two of the teams. Now, depending on what you think they would have done and what the motivations for each club is, each, each of them have a slightly different motivation. So... All you might do is just go through each each one of them one by one. We'll go west to east um, and talk about the motivations for why they put clubs where they did. So the first one is the Western Reds. Now, the Western Reds is like obviously Western Australia and Perth is not a, a place where rugby league is, is well known for being played. Uh, it was played. Like it's not like they didn't, no one played rugby league before. It was a totally new concept. Uh, it felt like there's a, I mean, I don't know a lot about Western Australia. I'm only talking about what I know from what people have told me, but there is a fairly strong South African and English contingent which played rugby union, um, and I think the rugby league thought they could convert the rugby union people to rugby league, and there would be a, a solid base, like some sort of base there, um, even though AFL, or I don't know if it was VFL or AFL at the time, um, was fairly strong. I think they thought that they could take a corner of that market, maybe not the whole sort of slice, maybe not challenge them, but it would be a good market to, to grow into. So I can see the motivation for why they did it. Um, obviously, there was no formal rugby union side there. There was no Western force at that point. Um, and so it made perfect sense. You know, like if you were a rugby union fan from South Africa, you might like rugby league. So, you know, that's the that's the possibility that they thought of and i mean it didn't go terribly i mean if you think about it they did get good crowds in the first season but just just financially it was an issue so you know if the finances worked out properly it may have been a really big success so i'm not going to tell them that that was a bad that was a bad move or, or whatever it was but yeah look it, it's a possibility that that would have been a really good move um okay so We'll go to the next one. We'll start. We'll start with Northern with the Cowboys. So North Queensland were desperate for a team. Um, the North of Queensland, as the most of Queensland, is a very strong rugby league area, and you know there's there's quite a lot of long history of rugby league in that area. So having a team, and even calling them North Queensland, not calling them Cairns, not calling them Townsville, not trying to make it like a a city kind of thing, making it like a whole region sort of made sense and it's worked and it's worked really well obviously the, the cowboys are still around um so it's worked incredibly well i mean they're they're a um they're a very strong community they kind of feel if you're a new south wales people person it feels a bit like newcastle is like it's it's far enough away it's a lot further away than newcastle is from sydney but it's far enough far enough away from brisbane that there's no issue that they're a completely different entity and, and it gives brisbane a, a good rivalry give this this yeah, North Queensland a good rival as well down in the Broncos. So it's worked out fantastically. Obviously, things have fallen the way they've fallen. There might have been differences. Um, but it, it has really worked out that that is, you know, that's kind of a, a good idea. And, and you can tell it was a good idea. And North Queensland really wanted it. 
Um, there was facilities there. There was everything that they needed. So it felt like North Queensland was a bit of a no-brainer. They had they had everything they needed, and they've and it's worked. So I think we might just move on from them. Let's go to one that didn't work: uh, the South Queensland Crushers. Now you can say what you want, but there is a definite feeling amongst the I don't know if it's the Broncos fans or just the Broncos administration that the idea of having another team in Brisbane would be to try and freeze out the Broncos to, you know, there's this chip on the shoulder of the Broncos and there always has been. And and there's probably reason for it. There's definitely reason for it. There's, they always thought that maybe their players were treated harsher at the judiciary. Uh, They always thought that they weren't treated the same way by, you know, the Sydney competition as they, as they kind of called it. Um, And, there's a certain amount of maybe there's jealousy, you know. In 1992, they were they were champions. Like they they won, they were the premiers. They won the the New South Wales Rugby League. So you know Brisbane winning it, and all of a sudden after they've won, it turns around. Oh, we're going to put another team in Brisbane. Feels like oh, well we're trying to we're trying to stop you. You know we're trying to stop you being successful. And there was this whole there's a whole thing about the fact that Brisbane is a private entity that is a you know it's not the same as the rest of the clubs in sydney it's not run off that kind of community and board system that they you know i don't know a lot about the the sort of um front office kind of stuff but they there was a definite feel that you know the new south Wales rugby league were making a statement by saying we're going to have another team in brisbane so i'm not sure whether they were created just to just to kind of I don't know, just kind of make the Broncos a bit weaker. So maybe this team would take some of the Broncos' good players and it would split them up a little bit. You think about it, Sydney's got, or this time had, 12 teams. You know, 12 Sydney clubs, if you include Illawarra, um, and 11 if you don't, so that's still a lot, you know, all kind of in the one market. And then up in the market in South Queensland, you've got Brisbane and the Gold Coast. And the Gold Coast is a different area. It's further away. So... You know the Gold Coast from the Gold Coast to Brisbane is probably equivalent to what Penrith to to eastern suburbs. So, you know, I, d- I don't know if that's exactly right, but it feels like it's about the same distance. So, maybe be further, but it's you know what I mean. It's a it's a good hour's drive away. It's not like it's right on top of them. Whereas this is talking about another team being in Brisbane, so playing out of you know, Lang Park or wherever it is, <clears throat> and then that you know that's who they are. Um, I don't know whether that was the intention of the New South, Rugby, New South Wales Rugby League, that they wanted to really stick it to the Broncos, or whether they just saw a huge market, that if they put another team in that market, would do, do well and would increase the increase revenues and things like that. So I'm not sure if which way that went. I obviously don't know the inner workings of the minds of, of the people who decided this, um, but it does sort of feel a bit like they were trying to reduce the you know, the kind of influence of the Broncos in South Queensland. Um, and if it feels like that to, you know, outsiders, then, you know, how is the, how are the Broncos going to take that? And, you know, we get, we'll get back on that topic a little bit later when we start talking about what happens going forward. But a lot of discontent kind of happened through that as well. Um, and, and obviously, because it was announced in 1992, it wasn't like, you know, right before 1995 and had no... No idea, well, not no idea. Had no kind of time to 
to digest that. They knew for three years in 95 that, you know, that this team was coming. So it's, yeah. Um, the, the last point I want to make on the Crushers, I mean, I think the Crushers is a great mascot. I think it, it's, it's become a bit kitsch, a bit, you know, interesting because they're not there anymore. Um, I think if they were still there, I think people would be like, that's a pretty dumb mascot. But, and at the time, I don't think anyone really thought the Crushers was a really good name. Uh, but it's become like everyone's kind of galvanized behind this a little bit now because it's like the underdog. And that's the way I feel about it anyway. I mean, I like the Crushers. I think that's a good name. Um, you know, the train mascot. Uh, it, it's It makes sense as well, you know, in some ways. But you kind of feel like calling them South Queensland was just too much of a coverall. Um, when you've got a team called Brisbane and you've got another team you're running called South Queensland, are they Brisbane or are they the whole area? Like, are they the Gold Coast as well? Are they all the way up to, you know, Redcliffe? Are they all the way across to Ipswich? And what are they? Like, uh, kind of having a coverall. I mean, I know I just said it about North Queensland. The coverall works for them. But that works because you have some two large, very two very large cities that would be arguing with each other. If it was, if they were trying to create this team so it was like the team for, you know, the Gold Coast and Brisbane, if neither of those existed, that makes sense. But if there already is a team on the Gold Coast and a team in Brisbane and you put another one there and you don't give it a solid identity, it kind of diminishes what it is. So, I mean, that's that's an opinion of mine, obviously, and you can disagree with that. But I feel like that was part of the issue that they never really were a team for anyone. They were just a team for people who weren't Broncos fans. So if they had named them the Brisbane Crushers, I don't know if it would have made much difference. It probably would have pissed Brisbane off more. But the problem is that when they created the Brisbane Broncos, they created the Brisbane Broncos. They weren't a team before. There was no Broncos in the Queensland Rugby League in the BRL. Um, They were created as that. Now, if they had just promoted a BRL side into into the South Wales Rugby League in 1988. I don't know who it would have been, but if it was like, you know, I don't know, who was the best club in the BRL, I'm not sure. But if they create, if they had done that, you know, one of those clubs, like maybe the Magpies, I think were a good club, and maybe the uh, the Diehards or someone like that. So if it was one of those, say it was the Valley Valley's Diehards, Brisbane Valley's Diehards, probably wouldn't have done as well as the Broncos would have. But if that was the Brisbane Valley Diehards or the North Brisbane, Di- North, North Brisbane, whatever they are, or the, you know, South Logan Magpies or whatever they were, then if you put another club there, you could put another club in a different part of Brisbane and it would be a cross-town rivalry and that would make sense. But because you've just identified one as Brisbane, it's very hard to for any other club to identify because Brisbane aren't going to change their name. They're not going to go from, oh, yeah, we're the Brisbane Broncos. But because you're bringing a new team in and they're going to be in this part of the city, we're going to rename ourselves this just so that people can understand that we're not the same club. That's that's bullshit. That's not going to happen. Because why would any, especially someone like the Broncos who were you know, business savvy, but why would any club do that? It makes no sense. It's like back in the old days when we had Western Suburbs, and we added Canterbury, right? But Western Suburbs just stayed at Western Suburbs, right? But just say that they had been uh, Western Suburbs and then we had added another club called Western Suburbs. 
So we had the Western Suburbs Magpies and the Western Suburbs Bulldogs. That would have made no sense. So, or if we had the Western Suburbs Magpies and because the Bulldogs were there, the Magpies went, okay, we'll be the Ashfield Magpies or the Lidcombe Magpies or whatever they were going to be, wherever area they were in. They then are basically seeding territory. I mean, they were doing it anyway, but they're seeding territory. So, you know, just say when they put them, when they put Parramatta together, you know, if if they had Parramatta and then years later when Penrith came in, they had put another club at Parramatta. Not that they would, but if they had done that instead, it wouldn't make any sense at all. I mean, there was a there was a push to have Wentworthville there. Now, if Wentworthville had come in next to Parramatta. Um, and had wanted to call... Because Wentworthville's not really a big, big area, but if they decided to call themselves the Parramatta Magpies, or whatever they did, because they already had a Magpies, but, you know I mean? Like, if they'd come in and gone, well, Parramatta's the kind of bigger region that we're in, and had called themselves the same thing, it would have made no sense. So, I can understand why they went with South Queensland, rather than calling them the Brisbane Crushers, but also South Queensland's just too much of a, of a catch-all thing, and it doesn't really... When you put the net out too wide, you don't catch anything. So, you know, yeah. Anyway, that's my kind of rant on on the crushes because there's a definite positive there, and I can see the positive. But unfortunately, because it didn't work out, all the negatives have come to the front. Now, the positives would have been that yes, okay, we don't. I don't know if I'm having Brisbane being weaker is a positive, so I'm not going to say that one. But the positive would have been another entity in a very large market in South Queensland. So if they had gone with, rather than the crushers, if they had gone with doing maybe what they've done now, you know, bring Redcliffe in. Uh, not that I know that if they've been ready, but if they'd gone with another club that is in a similar region, obviously in the South Queensland region, but something, you know, that's something that is away from where the Broncos were. So you're not trying to convert people who are in the area where the Broncos pretty much control, but you are trying to convert, or not convert, but you're trying to bring forward people who are already rugby league people who may have other clubs in Sydney, but encourage them to support a local side um, into a growing market, perhaps. You know, like we, we talked about, the Western Corridor, when we were talking about Redcliffe coming in, you know, was the Western Corridor big enough in 1992? Um, the Broncos, are, from what I believe, are kind of, well, they're at Red Hill. I think that's in the north of Brisbane. I'm not, not big on Brisbane geography, but, you know, if it had been someone to the southwest, you know, like if they had partnered with with the Magpies, with South Logan, that kind of area, uh, or Ipswich, which I think is in the west, um, and they had they had sort of partnered that way, it would have been much more interesting if the South Queensland Crushers had been the Ipswich Jets. Would that have made a bigger difference? Because obviously, you know, Ipswich is playing in the BRL and, and you know, other... That's only their very small fan base. But if they had called themselves the West Brisbane Jets, you know, does that... Would they have converted enough people? Probably more than the Crushers. So, you know, maybe it would have worked. And then if they... If there was some conglomeration of clubs that were in the south and west who went came together and created an NRL club and they all fed into it, maybe that would have worked better. But they, they went with a just, you know, we're creating a club, plonk it here. It's called South Queensland. Just deal with it. Um, yeah, okay, that's cool. Now, the last one is the Auckland Warriors. Now, they're no longer called the Auckland Warriors. They're just the Warriors. 
Um, a lot of people call them the New Zealand Warriors, but that's actually not correct. They are actually just called the Warriors. Um, but yeah, Auckland. I mean, Auckland is the centre of rugby league in New Zealand. It's the biggest area. It's where they play it the most. It just makes perfect sense. And having a team from New Zealand was really kind of just elevated the the what it was going to be the ARL. It really elevated it to another level, having a team out of Australia. Uh, and, you know, there's lots of potential. And although they may not have, in terms of premierships, reached their potential, they have they have definitely made an impact in New Zealand. Um, unfortunately, there's been some issues in terms of, you know, ownership and things like that, uh, which we're not going to get into. But look, right from the start, I think it was a great idea. I mean, 95 was a, was a good season for them. Um, and they've, although they're kind of maybe not reached all the heights they should have, or, you know, I mean, they made, they've made grand finals. So it's not like they've, they've been terrible, but they, um, they definitely were the right kind of area and they definitely brought something else to what was going to be, you know, the ARL, which I mean, Australian rugby league with New Zealand in it, you know, it's the same as any other competitions that's got New Zealand in it. It, it. It's fine. And I mean, New Zealand is an area, obviously a growth area. Um, and you know, I don't think there's too much wrong to say about it. The name, the branding, the Warriors was great too. Um, I didn't talk about the branding for, for Cowboys and for, for the Reds, but um, I think the the Warriors was is a great branding. It works. Everything just kind of works. So I think that was, you'd have to call that one a success. So we've just talked through four of them, and we basically said, okay, the Warriors are a success, the Cowboys, well, North Queensland was a success, and the other two, you know, the Crushers, not good, uh, and the Western Reds didn't really work out. So we're going to use that as our as our guide to what we should have done. Now, that's hindsight, obviously. Um, they could have gone with any of the combinations of these four clubs to, to come up with the two. Uh, but what we're going to what we're going to explore is what would have happened if the two clubs that were added were the New Zealand Warriors and the North Queensland Cowboys. So we never add a team in Perth, well maybe not never, but we don't add a team in Perth for '95. We don't add a team in South Queensland. So when they make this announcement in November of 1992, there's a few things that are going to happen. Obviously, the people of North Queensland and the people of New Zealand, the ones who are and the successful bids are going to be very happy. Uh, the people of Western Australia, not so happy, and I don't know who the hell the Crushers was for. Um, but it would have been it would have been interesting for how it would have been a reaction for the Broncos because I would assume the Broncos would know that in the mix there was a South Queens, a possible South Queensland team. I don't know who floated the South Queensland team, whether it was themselves coming forward. Um, I don't even know if there was more clubs or more areas that they were considering. Were they considering Melbourne? Were they considering Adelaide? Were they considering um, a central coast side? Were they considering, I don't know, a, an outback side? You know, sometimes they come up with these stupid ones like, oh, we're going to put a, we're going to call a team like the, the, the New South Wales countryside or something, and then they're going to just rotate their home grounds. And it could have, knowing the, Knowing the um, the climate and things like that, they probably would have considered that one. Uh, but yeah, look, were they considering Central Queensland as well? Maybe like a North Queensland, Central Queensland, South Queensland, and New Zealand. Like that kind of could make sense. Uh, 
Um, but yeah, uh, so I don't know if that's another point where we can maybe we can pick this one up another day and maybe talk about that. But when they decided that when they would make a decision and there was no South Queensland, I think for Brisbane, I'm not sure if that would have made a lot of things better for them, but it might have. It might have actually helped a bit. Um, that's kind of I'm still. I said I put a pin in. I'll come back to it later. I still want to come back to that later. Uh, I don't want to talk about it just here, but just bear in mind that you know Brisbane were pissed off for the fact that they put another club there, and we all know they were. Um, if that's not one of the clubs, they're not going to be as pissed. They'll still be pissed because there's other things, reasons why they were upset. But maybe the South Queensland Crushers was the final nail in the coffin. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe negotiation. And and in their own minds, they couldn't be they couldn't trust the New South Wales Rugby League anymore because they had stabbed them in the back. So, you know that might have that might have made some changes. Um, not having a team in Perth, I don't think that would have made a big difference. I think obviously there would have been some differences because you know the team in Perth is, you know, was was trying to give us a. I'm saying us, but you know, trying to give the New South Wales Rugby League that we're going to become the ARL as as a more Australia, like all around Australia kind of thing. But then there's a big gap in Adelaide, there's a big gap in Melbourne. So not having any of them is fine. Like that's that's not really just because you go to the outside extent of an area does not mean that you know you're you're covering the whole area or anything like that. So you know that's not so good. I mean, like I said, the people of North Queensland, the people of New Zealand, will be quite happy. So, I'm just going to talk about squads. So, we, we'll go to 1995. And one thing that did happen that is quite interesting, and if you think about it, we went from 16 clubs to 20 clubs. So, players had to come from somewhere. And obviously, you know, there were a lot of debuts. There was, uh, in the first season of all these clubs, there was 41 um, debuts by players. So, that's significant. Over four clubs, that's 10 per club. Um, so a few of those debuts maybe wouldn't have happened. Um, but yeah, like there's, there's a definite effect on other clubs who have lost players because there was a hundred and how it was now 130 something players that, that turned out for these four clubs in their first season. Um, and obviously there's stuff going forward too. I've only just pulled out the first season, but I've pulled out, um, from, Rugby League Project, thank you again to them. Uh, the transfers from the for the 1995 season, and I've listed all the transfers from the Warriors, the Cowboys, the Crushers, and the Reds. Um, so now what we're going to say is the Crushers and Reds players are obviously not going to go to these clubs. So we've, we've got some discussion about where these players may go and what effect that's going to have um, when they go forward, and obviously what effect to the clubs that didn't lose players. So... I've done it as all four clubs and I've put it together and this is the 15 clubs and this includes some Super League clubs as well. The 15 clubs that have lost that lost the most players to these four clubs, um, including Dabu, which is not, not right. It's 14 clubs plus the, the Dabus. So like I said, 41 players debuted. The club that lost the most amount of players to these clubs was the Gold Coast Seagulls. Now, they lost 10 players. I'm just going to... I've got this up here. Gold Coast. I'm going to go through these ones one by one. Gold Coast is number 10 on my list. So I've got them in a list. 
I did say not all of excelling. This is the little bit of Excel. So the players that went to other clubs from the Gold Coast Seagulls were these ones. So they lost uh, David Bouveng. He went to the Cowboys. Paul Galea went to the uh, went to the Cowboys as well. Lee Groves and uh, sorry John Garden, Adrian Vowles and Andrew Whittington. So I'm not saying that these guys would have stayed at the Gold Coast if they didn't. Sorry, people messaging me um, would have stayed at the Gold Coast if they if they didn't exist. But I mean, the Cowboys is the team that they're going to go anyway. Um, but yeah, some some interesting talent that lost there. Uh, no one went to the Warriors from the Gold Coast. Uh, to the Southland Sand Crushers, they lost Terry Cook, Ray Herring, Brett Horsnell, and Dale Shearer. Um, like I said, don't know if they would have stayed there. But yeah, that's that's one, two, three, four players that they couldn't have gone to those clubs. So <clears throat> they may have stayed. They may have gone somewhere else. So we'll just keep, a, keep an eye or keep a think about I don't know what's going on with that. Sorry, it keeps beeping. I might just chuck my phone across the room because I don't want it to keep beeping next to the microphone. Um, but just, just think about that. So there is a, a large amount of players that went from the Gold Coast. Um, they would lose at least four, maybe not ten. Um, sorry, lose at least six, not ten. Um, so those four guys would, would maybe stay there. They might have kept Dale Shearer for another season. That might have help them out a little bit so that's that's one um i might just rather than going through that i'm just going to go through all the clubs that that are listed as the club that where a player went to um i think it's a little bit more efficient um interestingly the balmain tigers are listed uh for mark guyer uh i know that mark guy didn't really play for them you know probably not thinking great balmain legend mark guyer but you know he he did play for them the season prior not actually this season I actually played a season for, I think it was the Yamina Bunnies or something like that, so in 94. Um, but yeah, so Mark Geyer wouldn't have ended up at the Western Reds, so Mark Geyer's got to go somewhere else. I don't know if he would have gone back to Penrith. I don't think Penrith was the was kind of the place for him at that point, but you know, there's, there's a player sitting there, maybe would have gone somewhere else. Uh, the second one on my list is the Brisbane Broncos. So the Broncos... Had quite a few players go to the Cowboys. I'm not going to mention those because, yep, that's, that's obviously that's still going to happen. Uh, but they they lost Mark Hone, Chris McKenna, Darren Plowman, and Craig Teven. They all went to the Crushers. So you'd think that, I mean, maybe they wouldn't have all stayed at the Brisbane, as Brisbane, but they might have gone up to North Queensland. They might have gone to New Zealand. Uh, they might have gone to other clubs. They might have gone to the Gold Coast. You know, I could imagine Mark Hone playing for the Gold Coast rather than playing for the Crushers. So, you know, without having the Crushers there in South Queensland, I feel like the Gold Coast would have picked up some of Brisbane's scraps as they had done, but would have picked up more of them. Um, would have been a very interesting idea because, you know, at this point there's only two clubs in South Queensland rather than three. So I think that, I mean, the Brisbane Broncos were pretty stacked. They weren't going to be able to take too many more players. So some of the ones who did end up at the Crushers might have ended up at the Gold Coast, and that would have been a big plus for them. So just bear, we'll bear that in mind when we think about maybe what would have happened with the Gold Coast. Um, so the next one on the list is Canterbury-Bankstown. Um, they actually only lost players to 
the Warriors and the Cowboys, so we're not going to just skip past them. Uh, we'll go to Cronulla, who lost only one player, and that went. That was Laurie Spina, who went to the Cowboys. Uh, who else we got here? Uh, we've got Easts. That's number eight on my list. It's Ace Rod Doyle to the Crushers. Scott Sattler to the Crushers. Craig Weston to the Crushers. So all three of them. Uh, I mean, Scott Sattler ended up at Penrith via there. He could have stayed with... I mean, he probably would have stayed with the Roosters as a junior player and maybe would have made a bit of a difference for the Roosters. But, um, yep, that's that's another one again. Uh, we did the Gold Coast. Uh, we've got Illawarra, Manly, New Zealand. So Illawarra's 13. Sorry, I've got some English clubs in here. I'm not going to bother going through them. Illawarra doesn't have anyone in those other clubs. So Illawarra only lost players to the Cowboys. They lost uh, Ian Russell and Craig Tietzel. Um, Manly lost a few players. Uh, John Grieve went to the Western Reds. Jamie Olgenick, Chris Ryan, and John Jones went to the Crushers. Uh, who's next? Newcastle is 17 and 18. So Newcastle. So Newcastle lost to the Western Reds. David Boyd, James Golding, Goulding, Rodney Howe, Matt, Ro Matt Rodwell. Um, I think Matt Rodwell was going to go somewhere else because, you know, the Johns brothers and things weren't going his way at Newcastle. But I could imagine him in a different setup. I can imagine him at Illawarra. I could imagine him... You know, in any number of Sydney clubs, uh, probably not the Gold Coast, probably not something like that. Um, but yeah, could imagine him doing that. Uh, the no one from no one went to the Crushers from Newcastle, and the next one is the North Sydney Bears. So North Sydney, Maria Fennick went to the Crushers, uh, Glenn Lydiard, and they also had Jeff Doyle going to the Western Reds. Um, I don't know if Mario was done at Norths. I think he might have been interesting. You know, he might have been done. Um, Clem Lydiard getting on in news as well. So I don't know if that would have made a huge difference. But yeah, um, definitely something to think about. Uh, my side, Parramatta. I don't think they only lost one player. Parramatta lost Wayne Simons to the Crushers. I don't think that would have made much difference. I think he was probably going to go anyway. Uh, Penrith, Trevor Gilmeister went up to the Crushers. Craig O'Dwyer went there. Uh, Peter Trevitt went to the Western Reds. I think Gilmeister is an interesting one because he went up there for an opportunity to play up there. Would he have gone to the Gold Coast if if there was no crushes? Would he have gone all the way to North Queensland? Maybe. I don't know. I'd, I'd, you'd have to ask Trevor what he, what he would have done. But um, he might have stayed at Penrith. I don't know. I... I I know that there was an article that I was reading about him saying he was happy, like he, he wanted to go up there and help form a new club. So, you know, it's possibly the Cowboys would have been more of his go. But, yeah, I, that would be an interesting one, whichever way he went there. That's uh, not right. South Sydney, they lost Matthew Fuller, Gret, Brett Goldspink, and Tim Horan all to the Western Reds. So, you know, some interesting talent there. I mean, they could have been really good for South South really didn't do well uh, to the later part of the 90s. And, you know, there was this 
policy at Souths of trying to encourage juniors, like in the early 90s. So, you know, some of these guys leaving and going somewhere else would have been pretty bad. Um, so, yeah, that's not great uh, for them. It would have been better if they hadn't gone anywhere. I don't know whether that would have meant they'd gone somewhere else. Uh, so, St. George, they lost the uh, Wayne Collins to the Crushers. Jeff Wittenberg, which I don't know who, I don't know him. Uh, Brad Mackay to the Western Reds. That's a huge one for them. And Michael Potter. Um, I don't know if they were kind of done, but I don't think they were. So St. George might have been a different prospect in 1995 if they had had those players. Um, obviously, they make a grand final in 96, but it's it's almost one of those fairytale sort of story ones. It's not, it wasn't, you know, a big, wasn't kind of like they had the big club and new signings and stuff like that. They just kind of galvanised behind each other. And um, if you talk to some St. George fans, they do talk about that being one of their best kind of times, uh, you know, watching that team. And unfortunately, they didn't get the job done on the day on the grand final, but, you know, it was a big thing for them. Uh, I think the last one is Western Suburbs. Where's him off them? No. Okay, the last Sydney club is Western Suburbs. Uh all went to the Western Reds, Sean Devine, Jason Ede, Dale Fritz, and Peter Shields. Um, there's some talent there that they had lost. Uh, and adding to that, I mean, I'm assuming they still go, but adding they lost Stephen Carney to the Warriors and Manoa Thompson and, you know, some other ones like that. But, you know, some of the... It's going to be hard. It's so many different... It's like 4D chess happening here. You know, where would players go? But, yeah, there would be some, some definite differences. We probably would have missed out on... I, what I didn't put in there was a few players in terms of um, English clubs. So I might just put them in really quickly. Uh, St. Janellis to the Crushers. Would he have still come to Australia? Tony Kemp as well. Um, they both came from Castleford. Would they have stayed over in England or would they have you know, still came? Um, if that was the case, if they were... Uh, if they were... Oh, what am I doing there? Sorry. Uh, just bear with me for a sec. Uh, if they weren't one of the, you know, if they weren't a, coming to a new club, would they have actually bothered to come to, you know, Australia? Would they have come to one of the other clubs? Uh, you think maybe they would have, but yeah. That's uh, Carlisle. There was no one from Carlisle. Who else have we got? We've got Featherstone. Who was the Featherstone player? That's Brendan Tatua, who went to the Western Reds. Might have gone to the Warriors, or might have gone to the Cowboys, I don't know, might have gone to the Sydney club, might not have come at all. Um, well, who else is there? Featherstone. There's a couple of players listed as Great Britain as their club, but that's Mike Ford and Andy Platt. Andy Platt would have gone to the Auckland Warriors, he's still there. Uh, Mike Ford at the Crushers, maybe, maybe not. Um, what else have we got? Sorry, I'm just trying to go through the rest of these so I can see who else is in these lists. Uh, James Grant, that's not a big... Uh, 14 Leeds. What's that? Craig Innes coming back from Leeds, go to the Western Reds. Manly player, I'm not sure if he would have still come back. Um, who else? Let's have a look at Wigan. Wigan had quite a few players come back. 27 on this list. Oh, 27. Most of them went to the Warriors. Uh, Barry John Mather went to the Western Reds. 
Yeah, I mean, recently we had a... Um, sorry, recently we had the... Uh, what do you call it? The draft, the 1998 draft, and Barry John Mather got drafted um, and went to... Did he go to Cowboys? I think so. can't remember. I'll have to look it up now. Uh, but yeah... Uh, the person drafting was fairly keen on him. So, you know, I mean, I don't think he did too much at the Western Reds. But, yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of players here. The, the, the point of this part is that there's definitely a lot of players that would have not gone to where they would have gone to, where they did go. Um, and 10 of these Gold Coast Seagulls, I mean, six of them went to the Cowboys. Would, I'm assuming the six would have still gone there, but maybe they wouldn't because maybe some other players from the other lists would have gone there. Uh and maybe there would have been more players that would have stayed at the Gold Coast, or they could have picked up players. Um, Sydney clubs could have picked up players. So there would be a whole... There's almost a whole kind of drafting exercise in that, trying to work out where players go. But, I mean, some interesting ones are guys like Scott Sattler and Chris McKenna, um, who were very young and ended up sort of, you know, starting their careers there and going elsewhere. You know, Chris McKenna ended up at Cronulla. Would he have still found his way to Cronulla if he hadn't have come through that system in, in South Queensland. Who knows? Travis Norton, same thing. Travis Norton was, you know, what the idea of the, the Crushers, what I read from, from uh, an article was the idea of the Crushers wanted to bring players from other parts of South Queensland that weren't, you know, from the Brisbane area particularly uh, to the area and, and sort of almost create like a QRL side. And that's what they kind of did. You know, there's quite a lot of guys who, who came there same, you know, so sort of feeling like Travis Norton was, and there were a few others. Bring home some some talent that had been in other places, you know, Queenslanders that had gone to play in Sydney. Try and do that. Um, obviously, not. They weren't that successful at doing it, but they only had two years, so you know, a little bit more time. They might have they might have had some some idea of doing that. Um, yeah, okay, we might move on from that because there's not much I can really, I can't really sort of give players different to different clubs and, and try and predict results. So we're just going to leave it at that point, just saying that, you know, there's, there's going to have to find new homes for a lot of guys here. Um, and would they have stayed with their clubs or would they have gone somewhere else? I, I know the one I'm looking at right now is Mark Geyer. Again, I'm, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have gone back to Penrith. He wouldn't have gone back to Balmain. He hated at Balmain. I know I've heard him talk about that before. Um, it'd be an interesting thing to ask Mark, Mark Geyer, you know, one day if, if the Western Reds hadn't existed, if if he was playing uh, for Balmain and then you know had decided that he had to get out, um, and you know the only two expansion clubs were the Warriors, the Cowboys, and, and obviously the other sixteen NRL club, clubs, um, where would he have played in '95? Like, I don't know if he would even know because he wouldn't know who would offer him a contract. But you know, would would he thought about going back to Balmain or Penrith? I don't think so or staying with Balmain as, as it probably would be. Would he have thought about going for another club, going to another club in Sydney? Like, was there any club in Sydney that he maybe thought of? Or would he have chose between the Warriors and the Cowboys? Would he have gone to the Warriors because Greg Alexander went there? Um, I'm not even sure if they would have wanted him, but, you know, would they have thought about maybe putting him in? So, yeah, all right. Um, that's That's probably that part of our exercise. Now, let's have a bit of a... Would have a thought going forward of what might have happened when these clubs came in '95. 
So the big cloud hanging over us here, the big one that's sitting there is is Super League. So Super League is a topic that I can't fully do. It's anyway, we'll we're going to give it a try in this scenario. I don't think having two less teams in expansion stops the Super League war because there's so many factors and obviously one of them was the pay TV rights and everyone knows that. Um, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say it again, but everyone knows that listen to this podcast that we all listen to the Rubber League Digest Super League War Series and we all know that that was one of the problems. So that's very interesting. But I feel like the Super League War is a lot different um, if there's two less clubs and the two two of the clubs that ended up like one club that ended up being RL, one end, club ended up being a Super League club. Uh, I think it's a lot different. And I don't know if it would delay it or do anything different, but it would it would certainly make maybe Brisbane a little bit less of an issue. So I almost feel like they net they the Broncos just thought that the East South Wales really didn't want to listen to them and were backward thinking and they were the dinosaurs and they had to get rid of them. And that, I think, stays. That doesn't change. But not putting the crushes there probably makes them a little bit less pissed off. Um, but in all in all, I don't think it makes that much of a difference. So, I mean, we could have we could have less, left the crushes there and we could have removed the Warriors or the Cowboys who were another Super League club and we could have thought about maybe what happens in terms of Super League just don't have enough clubs. But... Okay, so just say the Western Reds never existed. So there's not even a thought of the Western Reds. When 1995 happens, one thing that did happen is that the uh, the people for the Super League tried to get the Western Reds. That was one of the ones they tried for really quickly. They actually neglected the Broncos a bit just to get the Reds. Um, they don't have to do that anymore. So the Western Reds are not playing. St. George don't play the Western Reds. So they don't have to get on the plane and try and do that, which means that they probably don't waste the time trying to get the Western Reds because they don't exist. So does that mean that they sign up one more of the Sydney clubs or do they get Newcastle because they go there first? Or do they... I mean, they had the Warriors in their pocket. They pretty much had the Cowboys. Um, does that mean that... Yeah, they... I don't think they take the Gold Coast. No one, would, no one really wanted the Gold Coast, like not in Super League terms. Um, yeah, but let's just say that they don't sign any other NRL clubs. What not NRL? Any other um, ARL? Sorry, I, there's a lot of monikers there. A lot of what? Well, I just stuffed that one up. But I meant ARL. So if they don't sign any of the other ARL clubs, so the ARL clubs stay the same. So that means there's 11 ARL clubs because there's no crushes. Um, that means that in terms of Super League clubs, there's seven. So we've got a split competition or a split sort of seven against 11. Um, that pretty much means that both of them are not going to be able to to create a, a competition, a worthwhile competition. I mean, an 11 team ARL competition in 1997 would have been pretty garbage. And then, I mean, Super League ended up getting themselves to 10 um, by the addition of some extra clubs, but they would have had to have added another one to get to 10. So if they're starting off at seven, they obviously wanted a team in Melbourne, and Melbourne wasn't ready at the time, so they went for Adelaide. So would they have still gone Adelaide? Would they have gone Western Reds? Would they have gone for Perth as well? So that means that the Super League would have, if that's the case, that would have had to have set up a team 
as the Hunter Mariners, which was the Newcastle equivalent. They would have set up the Western Reds, and they would have also had to set up the Adelaide Rams. So that would have been three clubs to set up rather than two. Um, that would have made... I mean, at this point, they were burning money. So you can say what you like about it, but that would have made it tougher for them. Um, would, the, would the ARL have run with 11 teams in their competition? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know if they would have done that or not because there was no real way for... I mean, would they have bit the bullet and tried to set up another club themselves? Because the next place that they were thinking of setting a club up was going to be Melbourne. Now... Would they have gone mental and gone... They've got the money to do it to start with. But would they have sort of gone, all right, we've only got 10. We need we need to set up another club. The problem for that is the Arrow won that initial court battle and they then lost the appeal at the end of 96. So there wasn't a lot of time, or not the end of 96, but, you know, further along in 96. So there wasn't a lot of time for them to set up a club. And given the history of how the New South Wales Rugby League had set up clubs, they had normally given them a couple of years. Like the, like we said, 1992 to 1995, or sort of well, more 1993. So they'd given them at least two years to set up. They would have had to have set up a club that would have been within a few months, be ready to go have players to sign. It would have been a disaster. Would they, would they have done the weird thing of going, okay, we're going to go with 10 teams and we're going to just drop the crushes because they're not any good anyway and whatever. Like, that would have that would have been a radical move if they'd done that. But there would have been two... I'm assuming, that, I'm assuming that Super League would have gone with 10. They might have gone with eight. Super League might have gone, well, we've got these teams and we need one more club... Um, you know the the would they have gone with the Hunter Mariners? Would they have would they have just well would they have done that or would they have done Adelaide? Would they have done Perth? They probably would have done Adelaide. I think Adelaide wouldn't have existed. I feel like if there was a choice between those three places, Adelaide's the last one they want. Um, but had they had they basically just decided let's go eight, and then when Melbourne's ready next year, let's go Melbourne Perth. Let's just put in the Hunter Mariners for now. Because we want something in this this market, this New South, this Newcastle market, so it may have been an eight team competition in 1997, with aim that they'd go to ten in 1998, um, and they would add Melbourne and the Western Reds or Western Australia, whatever they would have called them, because um, obviously the Western Reds never existed, so they may not have used that name. Now, that's kind of the Super League side. And then I don't know, like I said, don't know what they're going to do on the ARL side. I don't see them adding a club, but the only possibility they might have done, and it would have been a weird step back. <sighs> let's think about the possibilities. Okay, let's let's just, in our own mind, think about what the possibilities would have been for if you had 11 clubs, and obviously you've only got limited budget and you've got a lot of time. So there's either retraction or expansion. So retraction would mean that they would have to get rid of one of their clubs. Now, getting rid of one of their clubs would have been absolute disaster. They wouldn't. I don't think they would have done it because the whole idea was they were trying to be loyal. So if they got rid of someone, that's showing that they're not loyal to any of their clubs and that would have basically undermined their whole strategy um, with the public. So I don't think that's that's going to work. Which means that would they have just won, run with 11? Maybe. They would have... I don't know if they would have done that seven-team finals thing if they had 11. 
I feel like they might have gone to six or maybe even back to the old fo- old top five. Um, I think that would have been probably better for them. 11 teams go back to a top five. Uh, but then that's they're sort of stuck in the past again. Do they really want that? Um, and then adding a team. So what's the possibility of them adding a team? They've, they're not going to try and add a team in another one in Brisbane, are they? Because they've all got the crushers. That's no point. Would they have gone out and tried to put another North Queensland team together? Probably not. Um, another New Zealand team? They could have. That's that's a possibility, but it's a lot of outlay. Um, like I said, Melbourne, I mean, that would have been an absolute disaster. It may have actually ruined the storm from being a, a viable entity if, if they'd done that. Um, Adelaide's there. <clears throat> There's always Campbelltown. Um, I know we've got the... We've got Western Suburbs kind of moved to Campbelltown, but there's always like another area of Sydney, um, the Central Coast, you know, but is that getting, then going to piss off Newcastle? Um, would they have bothered a South Coast rugby league team? Like just go just go way out and just go down South Coast somewhere. Um, they're all interesting possibilities and, and we could have ended up with a very weird club that could have occurred if we didn't end up with those. So without... Um, I said they had the crushes. They don't. Sorry, I apologise. We've taken the crushes away. You're all yelling at me now, and you're going, "There's no crushes." Oh, I just realised that. So would they have just create the crushes? Because they, they might have. They might have just created another Brisbane team. So, or would they have gone to a Q a BRL side? Now, I don't know a lot about this, so I don't know whether the BRL sides were actually on the side of the New South Wales Rugby League on the side of the RL, or were they on the Super League side? Like, were the players from the QRL, was the QRL associate, I think the QRL was still with the with the, the establishment. So, would they gone to the QRL and said, hey, promote the, your best side from 1995, or 1990, yeah, 1996, and they get promoted into the ARL? And we would have ended up with whoever that is. Let's let's see if we could find who that is. Sorry, just top of my head, I was just thinking that. So if we go 1996, I'm not sure what we call the BRL competition. Um, I've got ARL, ARL. Let's try Queensland Rugby League. Nineteen ninety six Queensland Cup, that'd probably be it. Okay, so the inaugural Queensland Cup, so that's the first time they ran it. Okay, so um, it was formed after the Winfield State League was closed at the end of the nineteen ninety five season. It was subsequent it was subsequently superseded by the Queensland Cup. At this time it was considered as, as the second highest league directly under the Brisbane Rugby League. Okay, so the Brisbane Rugby League, we want that. Brisbane Rugby League competition, it went till 97. Okay, so that's the one we want. So the winner in 1996... Uh, Sorry, using Wikipedia here. Um, uh, Okay, that's 2014. Uh, Decline, 88. Okay, so Redcliffe won the Brisbane Rugby League Grand Final in 1997. Defending Easts. So would we have got Redcliffe? Would 
because I'm assuming Redcliffe would have been, um, yeah, would have definitely been the would have been the one. So, um, interesting. But but in the same season, I mean, it's the second tier. In the same season, there's the 1996 Queensland Cup with Toowoomba Clydesdales in it. I don't know if that's associated with the Broncos or not. I bought the team. I can't tell from that. Um, but yeah, would have been Redcliffe. It might have been. So we might have got Redcliffe in 1997 playing in the New South, in the ARL um, rather than an entity they just created because it's too hard. They would have just gone, all right, well, they're the winners. Um, so you're going to get promoted up into this and you're going to play in 1997. Now, if they brought in Redcliffe in 97, that means that when the whole peace negotiations do happen, and hopefully it would still happen, we'd, I don't know if that would change things because in terms of strength of position, they're all they're both kind of weakened. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what would happen. But, yeah, uh, so let's just say that. Let's say Redcliffe plays in the ARL in nine nine seven. Um, then the competitions come back together. We end up with, we had an 18, I'm going to say we had an 18 competition in the Super League and we had a 12 team in the ARL. So are we happy with a 20 team competition or do we want an 18 team competition? So do we then say, all right, well, Redcliffe gets one season and then just to make everyone happy, we'll demote them back down again um, and the Hunter Mariners would go. So we'd end up with 18. Now, the final figure was 14. So if the final figure is 14, they want to bring it down. You also had Melbourne, want, they wanted to bring Melbourne in, and it was discussed that that was a great move. So let's bring Melbourne in. Would they, at the same meeting, when they were coming back in as the merge to bring themselves back at the RL, would they have went, well, you know what? Melbourne and Western Australia are great ideas. Now, we don't have a Western Reds for Rodney Howe and... These other guys to have been playing together, they would have been playing in different places, and we don't have a Hunter Mariners. Uh, we do have a Hunter Mariners, sorry. So the Hunter Mariners would have been there. So they would have, would have been interesting to see what kind of side they put together. Um, would they have had a lot of the players that might have been in the Western Reds? Would Mark Guy have been playing for Hunter Hunter Mariners? Maybe. Um, would they have been a stronger side? And maybe. They would have just transplanted the Hunter Mariners straight down to Melbourne, the Melbourne Mariners. That might have been a case. And then if that's the case, they would just move them to Melbourne. So that, that takes care of one club. Um, and then we're left with, we now have 21, if we keep everyone at that point. So we just drop one team. We just basically tell the Redcliffe they have to go back down. Um, I don't know how that would have worked. But that's 20 teams, and then we would have still had to bring teams back together. But then we've, we have never put a team in Adelaide, and we've never put a team in Perth. So I feel like they wanted retraction, but they would have still wanted a national competition. So I think the sticking point would have been, because in, in the whole point of having a national competition and also restricting, is they wanted to try and keep... I don't know if they wanted to try and keep the Western Reds, and they wanted to try and keep... That they. The whole ethos of Super League was that it was going to be, you know, playing in China and, you know, we're going to play all over Australia and we're going to expand and all this sort of stuff. So the fact that we never got the expansion, maybe it wouldn't have happened. So we might not have ever had them. So if it's the 20 clubs and we have to get to 14, um, 
so we've we've got Melbourne and we got rid of um, we got rid of Redcliffe, which means our twenty clubs are uh, the Cowboys, the Warriors, the Broncos, Gold Coast, Newcastle, uh, Melbourne as Mariners, the twelve Sydney clubs are talking about Canberra. So that's 12, 30, hold on, let's let's make a thing of that. I need to, I'm saying in my brain, I need to say it properly. So you've got North Queensland, you've got Warriors, you've got Brisbane, Gold Coast, Newcastle, you've got the 12 nominated the Sydney clubs, including Aurora, you've got Canberra, and you've got Melbourne. That's 19. And you've got, who else do we have? Did the Warriors... Gotta be someone else. It's twenty, isn't there? Because there was seven, and we added the Mariners. That's eight, and then it was twelve, including Redcliffe. That's twenty, and then we moved one. Oh no, there's only nineteen. Okay, so with Redcliffe, uh, I think we we would have to get rid of one because I think what I think that would have run with maybe eighteen, which means if they had to, it's still nineteen clubs. What they've done there, would Redcliffe have just stayed for a season? And then we would have... Oh, I don't think they would have done that. But we had to go from 20 and we'd have to get down to 14. So, yeah. Okay, maybe they would have run the 1998 season with Redcliffe in it to have 20 teams. And then and then by two years had to have dropped it down to 14. Um, would we have got St. George Illawarra straight away? Probably. Uh I'm pretty sure that everyone would have realised Redcliffe were going to go. Maybe if they had got rid of Redcliffe and not bought in Melbourne, they would have had 18, but I don't know if they would have done that. Um, would have put a unusual pressure on some of these clubs because it's pretty much the same, but the thing was that there was still Adelaide and the Gold Coast. So I think, the, I think they might have been the Gold Coast. Now, if they'd done that, They'd been the Gold Coast and Redcliffe. That would have left Brisbane as the only South Queensland club again, uh, which is what happened anyway. But they would have been that. So, say for say for '98, they would have they would have been Redcliffe and the Gold Coast. So that's that's two ARL clubs though. That's that's really them seeding. I don't know if they would have done that. Would they have kept the Gold Coast? I think they. It's very hard to know. I think they might have. Because they would have had to have appeased their own people, but then maybe they would have moved the Gold Coast to Melbourne and got rid of the Mariners. So they would have called them the the Melbourne Chargers as a Gold Coast club. Interesting. Redcliffe goes back down. Hunter Mariners go. So that that gives everyone. It's the same thing, really, but it gives everyone that same feeling. So then we're at eighteen already, which means we've got to drop four clubs. Um, but it would have been the same, really, because the, the pressure would have been the same. Because two of those clubs that got dropped out were um, Adelaide and... Well, the Western Reds went as well, but you know Adelaide and the Gold Coast went. So if we're treating the Gold Coast as the Western Reds, who become Melbourne... I hope you're all understanding what I'm saying here, but basically, if we'd gone to 18, the clubs that eventually disappear are the Gold Coast, the Western Reds, Adelaide are included, and all three of them would have disappeared no matter what. And Melbourne would have been created. So it's just a different way of getting to the same result. So I feel like the mergers probably would have been the same. Um, if we're not really changing that, the pressures would have been the same. 
But it would also create this weird instance where Redcliffe played one season in the in the ARL competition. So when the next time we talk about expansion, because obviously we have the situation where South Sydney uh, are eliminated or sort of kicked out of the competition, same with Norths, but, but South refused to merge, um, and South win their court battle and come back, and we have 15 clubs. The next club that we add might have been Redcliffe. We may not have got the Gold Coast because the choice would have been between putting in the Gold Coast, who had been a, a team that had struggled and, and all this sort of stuff, against putting in another Queensland Cup side who had proved their worth in Queensland Cup um, and had had a had history, had obviously a longer history than the Gold Coast, had played in there. I feel like that might have happened. It may have ended up a some sort of weird merge thing where they said, okay, we're going to bring in a team, we're going to base them on the Gold Coast, but we're going to um, we're going to play games out of, out of the Gold Coast and Redcliffe, which doesn't make any sense because they're way away from each other. But we might have ended with the Gold Coast Dolphins with their feeder club being the Redcliffe Dolphins, which is interesting because now we're at 17 clubs and we've added Redcliffe, or well, not Redcliffe, we had the Dolphins, um, but they would already be there. So would that mean that when they were talking about expansion that we would have ended up with that Western Corridor one, which ended up being the Brisbane Jets? Um, would we have ended up with the Firehawks? or would Because I feel like they were going to go for one of those two clubs. So we could have ended up with one of them as well. Um, there's a lot of repercussions of what happens if we just make a bit of a change to expansion. So, all right, well... Let me leave you with that. Let me leave you with, I think that we would have the Gold Coast Dolphins who had a base, who had a joint base of being in Redcliffe and being um, in Rabina. And we would have added one of the Queensland Cup sides that wanted to be added to the NRL, but it would have been a two-horse race rather than a three-horse race. And yeah. Uh, let me know your thoughts, like I said, at hypotheticrl at gmail.com or hypotheticrl, oh, sorry, hypothetic, sorry, hypothetic, at hypothetic, I've really stuffed that. I'm not going to edit this, so it'll be at hypotheticrl on Twitter, doc, uh, Twitter and hypotheticrl at gmail.com. You know, I've said it three times in this episode. Um, this is fairly loose because, like I said, just talking to myself um, and... I just really wanted to, to get this episode out and get this thought out there, but I'd really love some input on this one because it is definitely a, an opinion piece more than a statistical kind of thing. And, you know, there's no wrong answer for this. So, and I would really, just just because we've we've kind of now come full circle, we've, we're just after the 25th anniversary of, of the bringing it all back together. Um, and, you know, this is an event that happened just before that that would have made quite a quite a big difference and we're kind of in this same thing boarding the dolphins which is which we kind of brought through anyway and it kind of has a weird synergy to it so like i said let me know your thoughts and i will talk to you next time bye